Welcome to the Executive Book Review Podcast. The Executive Book Review is in San Antonio, Texas, and it's an opportunity for those of us with busy lifestyles to get a, an introduction and a piece of executive books without having to take the time to read them. There's Houston, Corpus, and San Antonio, so a multitude of books that you can go to executivebookreview.com to experience these book reviews, sort of the Cliff's Notes for executive books for the adults. My name is Rob Wykall. I'm joined by my other lifelong learning friends. And uh, do you guys want to introduce yourself, Peter? I'm Peter Broiler with Blue Sky Leadership Consulting. I am Maris Ortiz with Global Learning and Development. I am Malcolm Kuhn with MC Squared. And I'm Mark Wittick with Wittick's Office Interiors. To share with you a little bit about executive book review. The purpose of it is to share knowledge and it happens two ways. You, you, we learn from the presenter, and then we learn from our community discussion, and we also get to meet and cherish lifelong learners. Um, so the book that we're going to review on our first podcast is The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. And Peter, you presented that. Um, you want to give a quick intro and boil down that book for us? Yeah, so Tim Ferriss wrote this book about 10 years ago. And one thing that I found important was he came out with a blog a couple weeks ago where he talked about what his state of mind was when he wrote it. And it really is important because as you read it, it seems to be a bit of an egotistical trip that you go on when you read his book. But he was 29 and he said it was written in an ego voice. Uh, but the important thing was he was really writing this as an autobiography of the things he was doing and actually accomplished, and he was writing it for his friends so that they could do what he had done. So the four-hour work week talks about the secrets of the new rich, and it's basically broken down into four elements. He starts with definition. He says we need to break the paradigms that we live by, uh, such as our definition of retirement, and get some new rules that we can work with in order to achieve some of the dreams that we want to achieve. The second element of his deal outline is elimination. And this has to do with time management and figuring out ways to eliminate the things in our lives that are really not helping us to reach the goals that we're trying to achieve. From there, he goes into automation and figuring out how do we outsource things so that we are no longer necessary in running the muses, as he calls them, that provide us the income that allows us to go out and have our mini retirements. And the final thing is liberation. So his last chapter talks about how do you get yourself out of the office? How do you escape and, and live the lifestyle where you can live your life wherever you want, with whomever you want, doing what you would like to do? Uh, and that is essentially what the book is all about. And we'll go into a little more as we go through it. Thank you, Peter. Um... Let's go around and each person give their quick one-sentence synopsis or what they got out of the book. Um, Marisa? Sure, sure. So um, for me, what really spoke to me was the concept of uh, elimination before automation. As an entrepreneur, 
uh, and a, a mother of two small children living a, a country sustainable lifestyle. It spoke greatly to me um, to pay more attention to the non-value add activities in my day um, before even investing in automating some of those. So that was a big one. Uh, but the greater one was towards the conclusion of the book. It says, too much idle time can result in an unfulfilled and neurotic life and social isolation. And um, I, I felt that the author was very honest about the reality of entrepreneurship. Um, it's wonderful. It's liberating. It allows you to do what you really wanted to do, gives you freedom. Uh, but you have to, at least in this country, I don't know if in, in other parts of the world how that would be, but you have to intentionally look out for opportunities to connect with other like-minded humans. Uh, if not, you'll, you'll find yourself not talking to other people for a few days. And uh, as, as that may sound wonderful when you're working full-time and you can really take a break from fellow humans, uh, it, it gets old very quickly so uh, you know I, and please excuse my interconnectedness with things but that's one of the reasons why I come to executive book review um, because it, give, it get, I get my fix of, of talking to people like-minded people we get to review amazing books um, and I get to listen to their pearls what spoke to them um, so I, I couldn't help but connect what spoke to me about the actual book and how it manifests in, in my reality now as a member of this group. Great. Um, so for me, the the four hour work week uh, book, what I find funny about Tim Ferriss in general, he also wrote the four hour uh, workout, or is that what it's called? Four hour, hour body. Four hour body. I and read it, it's, chef. and the four hour <laughs> chef. So none of those really say you should only work for four hours. Uh, all he's trying to say is to boil your down your day down to the necessary and delegate the rest or get rid of the rest um which is a great concept um but this guy's not working four hours a week and he's not promoting that it's just what his book says and it's a great title because it makes you open that book and read it yeah and i think uh for me as an entrepreneur i really walked away with a couple of things and the first was this whole concept of retirement and how we're all trained to like work and work and work until one day we can retire and then do the things that we love to do. The book is really about creating a, an environment and a lifestyle where you can do the things that you want to do today and create a life that supports that. And then the second thing is this idea of liberation. And as an entrepreneur, I look, you know, I'm always looking at business opportunities and ideas and you know, I've started since reading this book looking at, you know, do I want to be the guy who gets up every morning at four o'clock and goes to, you know, someplace to quote unquote make the donuts? You know, do I have to be in a physical location? You just aged yourself. To do the, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it, you know, it really is. If I can't do it from anywhere in the world, if I can't work with the people I want to work with, if I can't connect with people all over the world, and, you know, that's now a new criteria when I'm looking at businesses, not necessarily going into a physical location that's set and fixed where I have to be there. So those are the two things I walked away with. This is Mark. And in the, when we have our book reviews, we hand out a five, six page summary. And on page four of the summary, there was two quotes that just jumped out at me. The first one was, it's amazing how someone's IQ seems to double that as soon as you give them responsibility, 
and indicate that you trust them. This is real important because a lot of times we're afraid to delegate because we think somebody has too much and we're really not in, empowering them to to be all they can be. So that, that was reassuring to me. And the other one that jumped out at me was uh, principle number one in automation is to refine rules and processes before adding people. And boy, if, if that's not a good one. So there's another quote in the book. He says, people don't want to be millionaires. They want to experience what they believe only millions can buy. One million dollars in the bank isn't the fantasy. The fantasy is the lifestyle of complete freedom it supposedly allows. And he talks about how you might accomplish this by setting what the dream is that you want. What is that experience that you want to achieve? How long is it going to take? Set a, set a deadline for it. Figure out what your target monthly income needs to be. He calls it dreamlining. And then he goes through and shares how you really can make that happen very uh, low cost. Because uh, as millennials these days often do is they're looking for that lock and go type of lifestyle. And so they want that apartment that they can just turn the key, turn everything off, go off for two months and do something. And that's really what he espouses is if you cut off all your, your regular uh, monthly bills, you all of a sudden have an awful lot of income that is available to go take that three-month trip and do that dream that you really want to do. So he, he makes things believable and possible and gets you out of that tunnel vision thinking. Okay, so real quick, let's go around the table and everybody say the one their aha moment. As you said, Peter, what is that one thing that really struck you in this book? You want to start with Yes, and you know, on top of what I already shared, I think um, you know, for anyone listening who who wants to read the book but may have some hesitations about the formula that the author shares, um, I think it's possible to follow his advice in a very fluid way. I think that um, you know, as I went through the book, um, I had I knew about it, and I, I didn't put you know I didn't put it in my list. Um, until recently that we were going to have the book review. And I realized that um, in, in my journey in the last four or five years, I instinctively, instinctively did a lot of these things in a very fluid way. And I never sat down and, you know, dreamlined specifically in a document and did a, they crunched the numbers specifically in a spreadsheet because that, that just didn't work for me. You know, that, that brings a lot of stress to me. I rather go with the flow and I still pay my bills and I still pay my taxes, you know, I still do what I got to do, but I, I don't like to be constrained by spreadsheets and, 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 you know, and a list that I have to check off. Uh, so I, that's what I would share to, to people interested in reading the book, to give it an opportunity that it can be applied in many different ways and depending on your personality, what works for you. Uh, for me, uh, I've always had this, when in my previous life and my career, I, a phrase I said, which is less is more. So when I was a performer, it was always to uh, to engage the crowd, to focus the crowd. Less is really more. And that's what he's saying here. And that's what I got out of the book um, a lot is that uh, really, I'm right. I've been right my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote the book to say. <laughs> you were right. Thank you very much, Tim. Uh, but that less is more, and it just affirms that that belief and that that. That occurs not only in business, but in life in general. 
I espouse that. Yeah. So I think, you know, my one takeaway is that, you know, freedom is not accidental. You know, some of us might be able to luck into like this free lifestyle, but for most of us, and I don't care what your situation is, he has a lot of examples in the book, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a solopreneur, whether you work for a big company, whatever your situation is, if you intentionally go after creating this lifestyle, this way of life that, that really inspires you and frees you up, then you can do it. And I think that's my big takeaway is that this is something that's available to everybody, but it's not something that's going to happen by accident. It's, you know, freedom is, is found through intention. I was asked to think about how would I summarize this book in one sentence, and I came up with the thought that time, like life, is about choices and a few techniques. And I think this uh, book goes a long way to giving us some very powerful tips. Well, it's not about decreasing work. It's about what we do with the time that we are spending at work, and are we purpose-driven, are we making a difference, and are we having the opportunity to do the things that uh, we really are looking to do? What is our why, and, and what's that passion, and how do, we, how do we get to fulfill that passion? So, it's a great book. And then just uh, to finish up, Peter, do you have just a, a quick summary or something you'd like to leave it? Uh, everyone went regarding the book. Um, I think I'll leave it with where he left the book because it was an important distinction and it goes back to what Marissa said uh, a little earlier and that is that uh, you know as we decrease the amount of work that we do it opens up these hours that are become available and what do we do with those hours? Uh, he says that the one solution that the newly rich have identified is uh, continual learning and service, doing something that improves life besides your own. So as that vacuum occurs, it's that opportunity to do that something for someone else. To give back yeah. right, what you've been given. Well, we want to thank you for joining us at the Executive Book Review Podcast number one. Of course, you can always go to our website, executivebookreview.com. Or if you're in the San Antonio, Houston, Corpus area, you can check out the website to see when the executive book review is happening in those areas. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. The Executive Book Review Podcast is a production of the Executive Book Review. For more information, visit executivebookreview.com. The podcast was recorded at the My Education Solutions Studio, and our theme music is by Kevin McLeod and used under the Creative Commons license.